Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Lucy. And we run Sticker Guru, a stationery and stickers shop. We created the Big Plans podcast to share the things we've learned over the past six years of running our own business. And let's get started. If you're listening to this on Monday when the episode comes out, this is a final reminder that today is the last day of our pre-sale for our flawless foiling course. It will be still available after today, but it will be at its regular price and we'll have a link in the show notes if you're interested. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing when to invest in your business and all of the financial decisions we made for our sticker guru over the past few years. So let's first talk about how we pay for our investments. Yep. So um, just to give a little bit of context, we primarily use bootstrapping um, versus other methods of financing. And if you're not familiar with the term bootstrapping, I have a little definition for you from Investopedia. Great. It is bootstrapping describes a situation in which an entrepreneur starts a company with little capital, relying on money other than outside investment. So someone is said to be bootstrapping when they attempt to found and build a company from personal finances or the operating revenues of the new company. So just not getting money from other sources of finance. Yes. So not getting money from the bank. No loans, no loans from family or friends, no crowdfunding like Kickstarter um, or raising money with investors like angel investors or VCs. So we fall under the bootstrapping category. And that does mean it takes us a lot longer to grow versus a company who, let's say, gets investment of a million dollars. But I I like that we bootstrap. Yeah, I'm a firm think, believer in it. Yes, I think with bootstrapping comes with a lot of freedom. I think you don't have anyone telling you what to do and you get to make your own decisions. So for us, we get to be more creative and I feel like we are able to find cheaper solutions to our problems that we face. And I think the good thing about boot shopping is that you don't have to worry about paying back the money or Mm -hmm. Like I said, like listening to someone else tell you what to do because like you owe the money or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've been because I've worked at many startups before. I have this fear of running out of money and then needing to lay off everyone or to shut down the company. Uh -huh. That like really scares me. So uh -huh. right. it's good. I feel like bootstrapping is very safe. Like that's not likely to happen if you're smart yeah. about things. Right. And plus, you're probably starting with a smaller company, I feel like. Uh -huh. like you're not yeah. going to like hire a million people because you have the funds to do so. Yeah. So that way you don't need to fire everyone if you do run out of money. And like having yeah. the company be lean. So like everyone, there's no people just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Or like buying things that are useless. Like everything has a purpose in our company. Yes. I remember watching... Was uh, so no Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley where they would get money from like VCs and then they would immediately just like spend it all on mm -hmm. useless things, really nice offices, really nice equipment, and they would have like essentially run out of money after like a month because they wasted it all on like really nice things that were just really unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Yes, none of that here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we don't have that problem here so 
let's talk about knowing when to invest and when to upgrade and what things to invest in. Yeah, so I think over the past six years, we've definitely made a lot of decisions about when to upgrade equipment, when to spend the money to buy better, more machines or just machines in general. I will say we've never regretted making any of these decisions. If anything, yeah, I wish we've only like done it sooner. Yes. So let's talk about equipment. Okay. The probably our biggest investment, I think, so far, since we do rely on a lot of equipment to manufacture our stickers and just to run our day to day office tasks. Yeah, I feel like, well, you can talk about this since you're the one who buys all the equipment. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you know when you should just buy like the best thing versus like slowly upgrading over time? Yeah, I think. It's really important to pay attention to what you're spending your time doing. So if you like notice, you should really notice if you are getting any bottlenecks. I know for us, one of our biggest bottlenecks is printing. And we have like a giant inkjet and it prints very slowly. And a lot of the times we're waiting for things to finish printing before we can get started cutting or doing whatever. So I think... Investing in multiple printers can definitely save you a lot of time. So instead of just having one printer, maybe you'll have two or three. Same with cutting machines. I feel like some shops, they, I've heard stories where people are like, oh, I just have like one machine and like I do all of my cutting. Like I'll spend hours, eight hours a day, every day, just cutting. Which is insane. Which I like cutting. I mean, I just think (laughs) it's, you know, a waste of time when you can easily invest in more cutting machines and save you all that time, I think is definitely worth it. Yeah, that's true. Because like, if you have one cutting machine run, it's not like you're, you're probably waiting for the cutting machine for a couple minutes at least to be cutting before you have to um, load it up again. So that is time wasted. So you can, I would highly recommend all sticker shops to have more than one cutting machine unless obviously you're just starting out but I think definitely you should be investing in more equipment in terms of just the one-time purchase I think a good example is that we've given in the past is like um, buying a shipping label printer so we used to hand cut and tape every single shipping label it would take some sometimes like hours Yes, it would take hours because I just want to give context. Like we would do this for all our orders and sometimes we would have like, or I guess every month we would have our subscription, which mm-hmm. is like over a hundred. And so we would yeah. do that literally over a hundred times. Yeah. Just of hand cutting, cutting hand taping. Yeah. Every single shipping label and it would take hours and like we would, we would have like the guillotine little paper trimmer thing and it's done what takes so long like it was just a waste of time honestly so we eventually invested $200 in a shipping label printer and we were able to print labels way faster we didn't have to tape them anymore and it was well worth the 200 but like I said in the beginning since we were bootstrapping it like $200 seemed kind of a lot of money to spend something that um, we could do for basically free right like 
it while it, it was free, it was very time consuming. Yes, expensive in terms of time, but free in terms of like I guess materials investment. Yeah. Yes. So for the longest time, we were didn't want to spend the two hundred dollars, but when we finally did, it was again. Like, wish we had done it sooner. Yes, definitely. So what about the laminator? Because I, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but if you take our foiling course, then you'll know we've ha- we've tried many different laminators before. And we've gone from literally the cheapest thing on yeah. Amazon to now like a professional industrial grade laminator. So why did you decide to upgrade instead of just buy the best yeah. thing? I mean, I think since when we started out foiling, we didn't know how it was going to go. So we just wanted to test the waters try you know try it out with a cheap $25 laminator and from there as we added foiled stickers to our shop and we were getting more and more orders for foiled stickers we noticed that okay a cheap laminator just isn't cutting it anymore it's taking a long time and the quality wasn't great from a cheap laminator so we got a mink a mink still wasn't cutting it then I think I got Tamerica laminator that was just under $200. And that was good for a while until, you know, we were getting more and more orders. And mm-hmm. I noticed, hmm, is there anything better out there that could, you know, speed up the process? Anything that could laminate a little bit faster? So I went back to Google, did a little more research and found the laminator that we currently use. It's still the Tamerica brand, but it laminates at a faster speed. Like it feeds the item that you're laminating through the foil, through the laminator a little bit faster. So I was like, great, this is um, going to be faster than before. And that's what we currently use now. Yes. And I feel like there's different levels to upgrading. So like the first level of upgrading is you're upgrading because of the quality. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. So like we upgraded because the quality of the foil wasn't great in the beginning. And so we wanted to, you know, upgrade the quality by upgrading Mm -hmm. machines. And then later it becomes less about quality because you're producing the same Mm -hmm. quality basically, but more about speed because Right. volume of sales hopefully yep. has also kept up with yeah um how much you're making mm-hmm. yeah I think definitely because we were getting more and more orders it made me want to buy better equipment that would work faster yes the shipping label thing also reminds me of our packing tape dispenser where so we bought branded packing tape and this tape is it's not plastic it's like it's, that uh, paper it's like craft Craft, craft yeah paper like the and stuff that amazon uses on the yeah product. and it's water activated so you have to like use a sponge to basically get it damp and then it becomes sticky it's like water activated so then we would hand cut again with our scissors like these long strips of tape so that we could like tape boxes and we would hand cut the tape strips, then use the sponge to activate it. And then... And it's like really sticky. It, yeah, it's like very sticky. The glue gets all over your hands and it was just a mess. And it was taking us, you know, hours to tape up some boxes. So I was like, you know what? Maybe there's out something out there to make this process faster or something to dispense the tape automatically that surely there must be something like this since Amazon uses similar tape so went to Google (laughs) we love Google and 
we I just, you know, searched up like tape dispenser. And sure enough, there was a machine that could dispense the tape. We have the the one that we have is like a lever that you just pull and it'll like cut the tape to the specific length that you want it. And it also activates it. So then your hands aren't up as But they even have like more high tech like automatically like just yeah it would be like you like you just press a button and it would like automatically dispense rather than like pulling a lever but i was like i really don't need something that high tech um like i'm fine with just pulling the lever you know and i think that was like two or three hundred dollars and it is was well worth the money in my opinion Yes. I think I feel like I was reluctant at the time. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we could continue doing this by uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, like I was like, no, we need something like there must be something better than just doing this by hand. Yes. Yes. Learned our lesson. Yes. Okay. Well, in terms of paying for things like software, I mm-hmm. there's like several different kinds, right? You have like your subscriptions, you have free versus paid, and then also annually versus monthly sometimes it's like cheaper to do annually so let's talk about that and the first one i think of is when people jump from etsy to shopify people are scared of paying that shopify monthly fee yeah Uh, i believe it's like 29 dollars a month i think so um, yeah for the the lowest tier and i think a lot of people are hesitant because while you don't have like the etsy listing fee you are now faced with a 29 dollars charge every month and some people are worried is it worth it can they is it going to be like cheaper than etsy's listing fee of 20 cents and well our recommendation is I mean obviously because we're we're on Etsy still, but our main bread and butter is Shopify. So mm-hmm. obviously we we have clearly shown that we want to pay or like we're willing to pay that amount mm-hmm. because ultimately you have to decide if it's worth it. Like, are you going to make back that twenty nine dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in our case, definitely yes. Yeah, I think a lot of people are scared, but I think you won't know until you do it. So if you have been hesitant i would say just bite the bullet and try it at least and see for yourself if it's worth it because you never know until you do try yeah we i feel like we like to test things and Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work like we will just not go with it like we'll cut it yeah you can just not continue with it um i will say we've been with shopify for like several years now and i want to say a few months ago we actually upgraded to a higher tier i think it's like like shopify pro 79 70 i don't know 99 version but it was 79 dollars a month and they had the option where you could pay like monthly or you could pay annually and if you chose to pay annually it would be cheaper overall so i think we committed to like the three-year Three years. Yeah. Three years. Um, that was like a huge discount compared to like annual was had a discount, but then biannual mm-hmm. had a higher discount and then mm-hmm. triannual had the biggest discount. So, of course, we figured we will be on Shopify for three years. Mm-hmm. So it's just worth it for us to yeah. save that money. Yes. But if you are testing it out, then definitely go monthly until you're ready to commit, I would say. And the same thing can be said for the Shopify apps we use. I feel like I'm especially reluctant to pay for Shopify apps or just apps in general. But if it makes you money or if it's, you know, 
something that your business needs, it's mm-hmm. it is worth it. Yeah. Again, you can always try the apps, and if they don't work out, then it's not like at least well, know. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say it's never like money wasted, in my opinion, because you learn something from it. Yeah. So yeah, where I feel like nowadays we're not that hesitant to try out things, but definitely I want to say like back in the day, back in the day or just in the past, we were definitely a little reluctant to spend money. But I feel like we it's always like a, a good learning experience. Yeah. And I think our reluctance, uh, I mean, goes back to the bootstrapping thing, right? Like this mm-hmm. isn't yeah. other people's money. It's our own money that we're yes. putting back into the business. So we don't want to waste that money. Mm-hmm. Like if we had inve- a million dollars invested from someone else, I think I would be a lot more, I would be a lot less reluctant to pay for these things. Yeah. But yeah, because at the end of the day, it is our money that we are spending. But I think if it ends up being something like worth it, then it's n- not something you would regret. Yeah. You got to spend money to make money is what we like mm-hmm. to say. Yes. So another thing is free versus paid. When is it worth it to do the paid version? And yeah, a really good think, example. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I think a really good example is Canva. Yes. Canva. Um, we love we, Canva. We use Canva. A lot of people use Canva, actually. And I think the free version is really good. But mm-hmm. we are on the paid version of Canva. And we have been for quite a long time now. And I think it's well worth the money paid. 100%. Um, oh, yeah. It just comes with, like, so many features. And I feel like we always use it. I think I use Canva, like, every day. So it's definitely worth mm-hmm. it in our Yeah opinion but if you're able to just get away with using the free features then by all means stick with that i think it's once you realize you need features that are only available for paid then you should consider doing the paid version Mm -hmm. yeah i love the paid version of canva they're like it comes with so many features and it's just great Yes, agreed. It's like how I always recommend people to if you are wanting to start a newsletter and I talk about this more in our bonus course um, that you get when you join our Flawless Foiling course. But when you are starting a newsletter, MailChimp allows you to have like a free, use it for free, I think up until 2000 subscribers. And then after that, you have to start paying. So I always recommend use the free until you can't and then move to something cheaper like Flowdesk. So yeah, we like free. You should- yeah, you should get away with using free for as long as you can, mm-hmm. uh, but don't be afraid to pay money, you know, when you when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. OK, let's talk about education. We both got our degrees while working. Fun fact, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do that. I mean, you got uh, a bachelor's in computer science, mm-hmm. which doesn't exactly relate to stickers, but I yeah. feel like <laughs> you, you still gain things from yeah going to school I mean I got my MBA so <laughs> it like I, I feel like I did gain things that helped me uh, yeah. run our business but you don't have to do you don't have to go all out and yeah. get a degree you can still take courses just to help you round out your knowledge mm-hmm. like um, if you're not good at marketing or you have no idea how to do marketing maybe consider taking a marketing course at your local community college or like some universities have extension courses mm-hmm. things like yeah. that like you're never or at least in my opinion, you're never going to regret learning and yeah. expanding your knowledge. I feel like it's never a waste of money to do that. I love so. school. 
<laughs> of learning. <laughs> Would love to go back. Yeah. Or if you don't want to take like college courses, I feel like there's so many courses on the internet by people who are experts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many e-courses out there. Like there's an e-course for anything. They're really anything and everything. Anything and everything. So I took an Asana course and <laughs> now we use Asana every day. Yeah. It, like so it was well worth it because it's a tool that we literally use yeah. to run our business. Yeah. I like you could take courses on like, I don't know, like Adobe. There's literally like you can learn any skill from taking a course. Like I definitely should take a course for how to use Illustrator. That's on my list of things to <laughs> yeah. learn. Personally, for me, I really like listening to audiobooks when I'm working. Specifically, I think I mentioned this in like one of the first few episodes. I listened to The Goal, which <laughs> when I mentioned it, you said you actually read it in business. I read it, quote unquote, read it. More like I read the cliff note because I was too lazy to read <laughs> uh -huh. it. But yes, got the gist of it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just like reading businessy type of books just for fun, honestly, just to like learn more things that doesn't hurt. So I do have like an Audible subscription. And yeah, I, I don't think it hurts to to learn. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you are here learning. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm just thinking about how as we've created our foiling course, a big reason why we created it was because we had we really wished that we had something like that when we started. Absolutely. Yeah, I wish if there if there was something like this, like our foiling course available at the time when we were learning to foil and we're, you know, trial and erroring things ourselves. Mm -hmm. I wish so badly there was something like this. Um like I would have given the money all my money to learn what I know now because it would have saved me so much time and money on materials and just the frustration money on the equipment like all the yeah. laminators we got yeah all of the laminators all the foils we've tried like Ooh. I yeah I really wish there was something like that because it's literally all the information we have learned from foiling for several years Literally on a silver platter. Yeah, I like I'm wish. jealous. I wish I could be yeah. in our students' shoes. Yeah. Like get that information now uh, or back then. But yeah, I feel like courses are, if it's something that's going to take you a really long time to research or figure out on your own, sometimes it's just worth it to pay the money and get it all in a perfect, like wrapped up, yes. neat bow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next up, we have employees slash services. So we just hired two employees. I think we've briefly mentioned it before. But doing this, we were so scared. Like we were so scared to hire people. Yeah. Like, as you know, it's just been us two for a very long time. Plus our mom who helps with like shipping and handling. Mm -hmm. um, just like little tasks like around sticker making things like that yeah but hiring somebody who is not part of our family that's yes. we've very been scary super reluctant it's i mean it was something we thought about for the longest time and we wanted to do mm -hmm. but i think we had the idea that whoever we were going to hire had to like work in person which is definitely not the case i don't work in person <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like our two employees they both work remote and 
because we had the idea that they had to work in person, I think that's why we held off on hiring anyone for so long. Yeah, especially with the pandemic. Yeah, right. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, didn't feel like it was safe to have people come to our office. So I feel like that's why we just didn't look into hiring. But I feel like now that we do have employees that work remote, like, I obviously, I wish we had done it sooner. Yeah, definitely. Especially because the when you hire employees, I, ideally, they are able to do things better than you are. At least mm-hmm. it's good. Or if not better, like they're an expert in whatever field that you are hiring them for. So you just save a lot of time and effort. And then you can focus on things that you enjoy doing or just like things that require more of your um, focus. Yeah, this it's definitely like freed up so much of our time so that we can focus on things that we want to focus on. Like, for example, our FOIL course, we literally had the idea to do it since 2020. And we just held off for so long because there were so many other things on our plate that we just couldn't dedicate the time to do it. Literally every week we would put on the top of our list e-course. It was like on our to-do list for over a year. And we yes couldn't get to it because we were too busy with other things for example like we're too busy trying to post on Instagram trying to create content and so it just kept getting pushed back even though like it was something we wanted to work on for so long like literally the top um, of our priority list yeah but it just just fit like could not be a priority because we had so many other things um to do Yeah. And it was only after, especially when you have employees, I feel like we've talked about this before, but Lisa says it's like having a gun to your head because now you're forced to, or not forced, but now you have motivation because someone else is waiting on you for Um, like content or work or whatever. You're now being held accountable to do things by a certain deadline. deadline. And Uh while it's different from being like, I, I mean, I how do I say this? I feel like it's not like a nine to five because like you're still your own boss, mm-hmm. but it's nice to have that accountability. <laughs> Someone like holding a gun to your head, obviously not literally, but it just is nice to have someone be like, oh, do this by this day. But yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like you don't have to do that, I but think- it's just... Yeah, but it's I feel like it's also in our nature to want to like do things for other people. Yeah. Um and like not, I feel like we're just like people pleasers. We are we are. It's our it's because of our childhood. But it would be it's also like kind of like school. Like I love the structure of school because mm-hmm. you have these assignments that you have to do at a certain time, by a certain time yeah. and turn them in. And it feels very much right. like that. Like someone's giving yeah. you an assignment that you have to turn in. Mm-hmm. Right. I just love having employees. It's the best. <laughs> Should have done this sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I really wish we had. Well, before we had employees, though, we did sometimes pay other people for certain services. So I'll give you a couple examples. Like one is our accountant mm-hmm. and our I CPA. Think yes, our CPA. I think it's really important to pay experts to do things that you cannot do yourself or that you can't do. Yes. So one would be accounting. I definitely could not do all that. Oh, yeah. Like tax season, I just hand everything over and I'm like, just tell me how much I owe. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Like it's something that I would not be able to do personally. 
And another one is artists. So we sometimes commission artists for exclusive art. I could probably try and draw something, but it would take me a long time and it would probably not look as good versus like they could draw mm -hmm. something in a week and it would look amazing. So yes, definitely hiring artists is something um, we've been doing more recently. Mm -hmm. uh, especially for our sub box, we are transitioning to exclusive art, art. Only, which is really yeah. exciting. And we've been working with a few different artists and everything has been turning out amazing so far. Like, so so much better than I could have ever done. Yeah. Millions. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Like nothing I could ever do. Like it's just has been really great. I see it. And I'm like, I like it. Picasso. Yes. And Picasso. <laughs> kind of reminds me of The Office when Dwight is like, I don't tip for things that I can do. Myself. Things that I could do. Yeah. He's like, I tip my urologist because um, I they can't pull can, like, my own pulverize yeah. my, own my own kidney stone. <laughs> and I was like, that's interesting. But also, I totally get it. Like, I get it. Yes. I, I feel like these people can do things so much better than I can. And they deserve to be paid well. Yes, agreed. And our final thing that we invest in, kind of, sort of, you can explain. Yeah, so it's office space. And I don't know if uh, it's like, an, it hasn't really been like a monetary investment for us. We've just have been in situations where we've like moved. So we originally started in your old bedroom. Like my childhood bedroom. Childhood bedroom, our parents' house. I kind of just like took over the room. Because there Cause I was at college. Was, I was in college. Yeah, you were in college. I was in high school and no one was in your room. So I kind of just took over the space and it was like my just like the room that I would like do homework in and like go on my computer. So it became an office space. And we would do like all the printing and cutting in there. And find this room is really small. Like it fits it's really it small. It has like a, a double, a twin size. Tw I single, think a, a single. A, no, no, no. It was a twin. Okay. It's a twin size bed. Plus... Actually, no. Maybe it was a full. Okay. A full. Yes. It was a full, but still really small. It would, um, it would t the bed took up like half the room. 70, 60% of the room. Yeah. And then the desk was pretty big also that took and up that like 40 percent of the room. yeah so there's basically a little sliver of space where you could like walk um yeah in, around in the room but literally it was so this room was so tiny, tiny. and i just remember like <laughs> as the sticker guru grew like and there was like a little bit more inventory like more sticker paper and printers taking up space and cutters like quickly overlooked the entire room and how yeah, to get rid of my bed like we yes <laughs> we after this is like after a year and a half I think we were like and this was before we moved into our apartment um, mm -hmm. so we're like we're literally out of space let's get rid of this bed and put in some shelves because we needed more space yeah. And then we had to like get rid of everything in my closet and then utilize the closet as well. Yeah. Then we also became storage, cleaned out our downstairs coat closet, which had yeah, been cleaned out was... since the parents <laughs> probably moved into the home. Yeah. So there was a lot of junk in there. And the coat closet was like under the staircase. So it kind of like had a lot of space. Like, think um, Harry Potter's. 
little yeah room. harry potter's little room, <laughs> room under the staircase it was kind of like that yeah um so there was you know quite a lot of space in there so we would put like shelves in there and we would put like backup sticker paper and very quickly we <laughs> filled up all of the available space oh yeah really quickly and then we took over the dining room, which we never used because we would eat in the kitchen area. So the yeah. dining room we took over. Um, we took over a like, station set up there. Like There's like a little office. Well, I don't know what to call it, but like an office space upstairs. Yeah. Um, it was like, like in the in. open area. Yeah. Yeah. And we took over that. So it yeah, was like printers in that area. Like we were just spread out all over the house. And then in 2020, our parents mm -hmm. bought uh, another home and they moved there and they have, that's where our office is currently. And we took over what used to be a billiards room. That room is huge, as you guys have probably seen yeah, in our this stories. room is huge. And I remember when we first moved all of our office stuff here like we only took up a little corner of it oh yeah yeah we did it was just a tiny little corner just a little corner for our cutting station and like a shelf of printers but then we quickly we had to get more desks started getting more desks more shelving um, more shelving because we just had like more inventory as we were you know manufacturing more items and i think now two years later we are bursting at the seams like yeah. stuff in our parents basement as well now. yeah they have a basement and they have like two giant shelves that, that are completely sell for storage for more inventory and it's also filled and we're just getting to a point where they were kind of running out of space and we just need more space so i think it's time to move <laughs> again yeah i mean you guys already know it's my goal to buy a house this year so at this rate getting... it's going to just take over your entire house so oh yeah definitely <laughs> you'll have I mean, like that's... a tiny space for <laughs> i mean that's the point of buying a house is for the office space yeah because like I... why why would a 23 year old need a house, a house with... by by yourself yeah yeah exactly yeah okay so even though we didn't invest money, it was the act of investing in a space. Mm -hmm. um, I asked Lisa earlier, I was like, do you think our business grew because it was already growing and we had to move into a larger space? Or mm -hmm. is it because after we moved into a larger space, then our business grew, if that makes sense? Like yeah. which one, which came first? And I think because we moved into a larger space, our business grew because of it and I think it just happened very naturally yeah it was that, like we moved in and we're like now we must work yeah. twice as hard or whatever yeah and now I feel like it, the growth just came very naturally like because we had more space available we just I, I don't even know like our inventory just grew um just like our product offerings grew I think yeah. our if it, we had to get more efficient in terms of mm -hmm. our processes like we have now have like the shipping packing station. We have the yeah. station, picture taking station. Yeah. So we got more efficient at things. Yeah. And our business just grew naturally because we had all that space to grow into, I feel like. So, yeah, I feel like if you are 
also bursting at the seams of where your office is to consider looking into getting a bigger space because I feel like just naturally your business will grow as you have more space for it. Yeah. And I I do like our current setup much more than in the beginning where it was literally my little bed and a desk and we were all squeezing in between. Yeah. So <laughs> even at our apartment, I feel like we took up all the space that was available. Oh, yeah. When Lisa and I lived together, it was a two bedroom, two bathroom, and we had a living room in the middle in between our rooms. Mm-hmm. And there we had no couch. We had no TV. It was just no couch, no TV, like no apartment kind of furniture. It was just purely desk and office space. Yep. Uh, Shelving for our yeah. printers and stuff. Yeah. Yep. So that is everything that we've talked about. And I know that seems like a lot of things, but remember, these are all business expenses. Like you yes. can, at the end of the day, come tax time, you can, you know, deduct these things. Yes. You can expense all of it. So in the end, I think it was all worth it and nothing we ever spent money on i would say we regretted no um no regrets ever so if you're thinking of oh is it worth it to spend your hard-earned money i think at the end of the day it definitely is agreed you gotta spend money to make money yes so we're doing something fun we are looking for your shop owner stories whether it's your crazy experiences with customers manufacturers other shop owners etc spill the tea and we will read your stories in a future podcast of course this will be anonymous you can send your story in by clicking the link in the show notes or you can email it into us if you don't mind of course this is anonymous but i we think it will be fun to share these yes. with each other because we get a lot of questions about our craziest customer stories and whatnot. Yeah, and so I would, I would love to hear about yours. Yes. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at StickerGuru. Check out our shop website, StickerGuru.com. You can email us at hello at StickerGuru.com. And you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash stickerguru. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.